I am live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com to the best of my knowledge at this point in time, ladies and gentlemen. I am in a moment going to be live on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel. It says smile for the thumbnail. I'll smile for the thumbnail. It takes a long time to do this thumbnail. Like, oh man, that was a bad shot. That's not a good picture of me at all. Uh, it looks stupid, but I'm going with it. Uh, there we go. I got sneezing dogs. We got it all, ladies and gentlemen. Sneezing dogs. We got it all. Um, we are now getting ready to go live on YouTube. We are getting ready to go live on Facebook Live. In three and two and one. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Moms and dads, I am Tony Visick, and you are watching Living on a Thin Line, which is our daily, uh, our daily diversion from all the craziness and hoo-ha that has uh, enveloped our uh, very beings in existence, and it's time to just take, to take a little break and take a little breather, which I should do, but uh, I run around so much like crazy sometimes at the last minute putting this thing together that all of a sudden I'm like, because ah, 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 uh, we're, uh, we're plugging in wires and uh, uh, poking in plugs and uh, all sorts of crazy things just to get this baby going and we have now got it done so um welcome every one of you welcome trey goodman chachi pichard stefan george uh i got a good show for you today i got a good show for you every day uh i'll tell you one of the things that makes this show uh so good and so right <laughs> is uh you guys watching uh, i do so enjoy watching your comments on uh Facebook Live, answering any questions you have when I can, watching them as well on YouTube, and of course, uh, Shirley, uh, and let's hear it for our producer, who happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, okay, she's manning, manning the big guns here on the battleship and making sure that we, uh, we uh, float safe through uh, troubled waters. Uh, I do so enjoy watching them and answering, uh, Jim Perry, what's up with you? We will make this announcement a couple times today, but it's uh, worth uh, starting out right now with this announcement. This Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen, this coming Sunday night, uh, which will be May 3rd, surely? Do we know? Uh, this coming Sunday night, it will, uh, it will be the second installment of Tony Visick Presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Uh, this is a show where uh, for a mere $10, you can see some of the funniest comics in the country Come right to your room on Zoom, uh, and I'm talking about people like uh, the guy who's watching right now, the cop comic, Jim Perry, one of the funniest people I've come across in a long time. Jim Perry from New York City, same show, same screen, Jim Perry, then from New York City, Robert Morgan, uh, along, with, uh, along with Bob Rocky and, uh, uh, and Kev the All-Star. So four comics, four comics, it's like $2.50 a comic. If you count me, five, that is like $2 a comic. I'll be hosting the show. We're going to bring you a complete, unique stand-up comedy show program like you've never seen before with brand new material that's fresh to your ears. I mean, let's be honest, folks. So much of what we uh, uh, grew used to in the world of sports and entertainment is not available to us right now. There's no sports available to us right now, and, and I didn't realize how much I missed that till it was gone. There is no, uh, there's no brand new TV series coming out, all your favorite TV shows. Shirley and I have burned through Ozark and uh, Better Call Saul and uh, Homeland. So many shows, we've burnt through them. A lot of the shows that the networks uh, and the cable companies are now releasing are shows they 
were not going to release. They weren't going to release them because they go, it's really not up to par, but they're doing it. So it gives us something new to look at. But if you want something new and you want to help support, not live comedy, no, not support live comedy, you know, uh, help me get these comics paid and raise money for our food banks uh, here in the local area. Please attend the show Sunday night. You'll be glad that you did. Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier with Jim Perry, Kev the All-Star, Robert Morgan, and Bob Rocky. It'll be well worth the uh, well worth the 10 bucks. Okay, so I just thought I would mention that right away. We got that show coming up. Hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. Hello, Allison Porter. Hello to each and every one of you. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you're uh, navigating uh, through this time of uh, coronavirus and keeping uh, safe, sane, and healthy. I'm kind of rattling on because can I tell you a little secret? Can I tell you a little story? Um, I was asleep till about 10 minutes ago. Now, it's not like I slept till, you know, 1.30, quarter, 2 in the afternoon. Well, I did, but it's a matter of I went to bed. I ended up having to take a little nap. Uh, I was up till about 1 a.m. last night, and I woke up at 6 a.m. this morning. And it's important to get up early right now so that we can walk the dogs because it's starting to get hot in Arizona. Eventually, it'll get so hot in Arizona that unless you walk the dogs at 5 a.m., you can't walk them. Now, your dogs ain't tough. Not that you ain't tough, but sometimes the sidewalk gets so hot, it'll hurt their little paws. So um, uh, I got up early, walked the dogs. Then Shirley and I had errands to run. And just for you, just for you, we did something. Uh, we, had a, uh, we had more uh, internet provided into the home. I got hot spots and routers now like you wouldn't believe. I am connected because uh, uh, a lot of what we now do is online. The way we stay connected with you right now is online. The way that we teach our workshops is online. The way that we're reaching out to friends and family is online. And I'll tell you something I've been doing, and maybe you should do it too. Uh, Tina Mike Lawson says, hi, old friend. Hello to you guys. Uh, hello to you too, Ken Ferguson. Uh, Ken Ferguson, one of the funniest entertainers I know, a guy who I worked with for years here in the uh, Valley of the Sun. We're both now residents of Pinal County where he has put on for years great programs down in Casa Grande. Um, something I've been doing that maybe you might want to do is uh, if I see someone post something on Facebook where I go, nah, I don't know, I give them a call. I don't mean I don't know like they're being creepy. Like, I don't know. Like, they sound like they're having a rough way to go. I give them a call. I've been video chatting with people more. Okay, and it's not like I'm reaching out to help them. In a way, I'm helping me too. If we apply the same principles that are applied in Alcoholics Anonymous, which is one drunk talking to another drunk in, hope they, hope they, in the hopes they both stay sober. If we apply the principles of one person going through a tough quarantine time, talking to another person going through a tough quarantine time, in the hopes that we can both help us make it through, you'll see that it's well worth the effort to make those extra phone calls to reach out to people, okay? Okie dokie. That, that was the lecture portion of the program. Um, here's how the program works. Here's what we do. Uh, for those of you that are uninitiated, but most of you are initiated. Um, what I do with this show is I show you one piece of memorabilia or a knickknack or, uh, some sort of autograph thing that I have right here in my very home office. And then I recommend it to, uh, um, to, uh, artists, musical artists or, uh, two recordings based on my extensive vinyl collection. Okay, so let's start. All right, so this next, this first thing I'm going to show you right here, it is no big deal, but it's kind of cool. I get a kick out of it, and I'll tell you why. And what is it? 
Well, it's just a T-shirt. It's just a T-shirt. There you go. Everybody see that? It's just a T-shirt. There you go. And uh, what does it say? Oh, who is that on the T-shirt? That is, of course, an uh, imprint of um, Wild Bill Hickok. And it says, hold on, I got to, hold on. Uh, it says, Wild Bill Hickok, World's, World Fast Draw Championship, First Gold Hotel, Deadwood, South Dakota, Deadwood, South Dakota, July 29th and 30th, 1995. I got this T-shirt, and I still have it. In Deadwood, South Dakota, July 30th, 1995. Uh, and why do I show you a T-shirt from 1995? First off, isn't it weird that I still, uh, I still have a T-shirt from 1995? Uh, but it's got a picture of Wild Bill Hickok on it, and it commemorates a, uh, a fast draw competition. In 1995, I was booking stand-up comedy into Deadwood, South Dakota. That's right, Deadwood. Deadwood. You know, the home of uh, the famous story of Wild Bill Hickok where he was shot while playing, uh, uh, playing cards and in his hand was aces and eights, a full house, the dead man's hand where he was killed. Uh, what the wonderful HBO series Deadwood was based on. Way before all of that, I was booking stand-up comedy into what was called a resort, but it really was just kind of a rustic kind of uh, vacation spot owned by Lee Iacocca, former chairman of Chrysler. I was booking stand-up comedy in there. I was booking a show called uh, a Comedy Roundup, stand-up comedy with a country point of view based on a series of TV pilots I'd made for the Nashville Network. And they had, in Deadwood, South Dakota, at the time, a quick draw contest. Now, I'm not a gun guy. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not a gun guy. It's not that I uh, uh, think people that own guns are weird. Uh, I just am not a big fan of guns, although I do own guns. But I've never, I've never been like running around going, hey, let's kill bunnies. All right, or, or uh, my kids ain't bussing. I've never been that. But um, I entered the quick draw competition in Deadwood, South Dakota, and I won. I won. I was able to skin it, man. I was able to skin it. Okay? And I was the fastest draw that hit the most targets. Uh, and the governor of uh, South Dakota at the time, it was a woman, and I can't remember her name, she was there judging and gave me my award, which I lost the award, but I got the shirt. So I just thought it was cool because it gives us a chance to talk about Deadwood, South Dakota, um, how much Deadwood has uh, played in, into the American myth of the West. Uh, then I can tell you that I actually won a contest with a gun without hurting anybody and that I could also remember that wonderful time in my life. So I don't know if you save stuff like this, like uh, commemorative T-shirts that you buy at concerts or on vacation, if you save them at all. But I do, and that's good news for you, because um, I used to open the show showing you bobbleheads and talking about those, but I ran out of bobbleheads. Okay, we burned through our bobbleheads. So now I've got other things to show you, of course, and one of them is a lot of commemorative T-shirts where I can tell you stories of the place and time. I played blackjack in Deadwood at a place called the Number 9 Saloon. And playing blackjack at a place like the Number 9 in Deadwood was different than playing blackjack in Vegas. First off, it was in a funky, kind of beat-up, rustic bar that looked very much like a bar that Wild Bill Hickok would have played blackjack in or played poker in in the 1800s. It looked exactly like that. Uh, the only difference between that and many other country or rustic bars I've been in is that 
you could legally gamble in this bar. And I sat there and I played. At the top, in the ceiling of this bar, was a wooden chair that was kind of in a little setback. And it had a big sign on it and said, this is the chair while Bill Hickok was sitting in when he was assassinated. And I went, wow. And I got to know the owner because I'd be up there for weeks at a time because I was booking inter- entertainment up there that summer. So I got to know the owner. And uh, one day I was talking to him. I go, is that really the chair that while Bill Hickok was in? He went, I don't think so. Just a chair I put up there. I go, is this the actual number nine where he was? He goes, nobody knows where it was. Town's burnt down three or four times. There was never an exact map. It was somewhere on this street. I go, I said, so it's not the chair? He goes, nah. I said, this may not be the exact spot. He goes, nah. He goes, but it makes a good story, doesn't it? So we were near where Wild Bill Hickok was shot, but we were in the exact spot. But it also reminded me of a time that I was in Las Vegas, Nevada, working um, a hotel. It was either the Riviera or the Maxim as a stand-up comic, and it had a big sign on its marquee about the stand-up comedy show, and it said, voted number one show in Vegas. Voted number one show in Vegas. And I thought, wow, that's kind of impressive. I'm working the show. I thought, what does it even mean, voted? So I talked to the maitre d' one time, and he was another guy who talked like this. And I said, hey, man, I go, who voted our show the number one show in Vegas? He took a drag of a cigarette and goes, I did. So when you think about those words, voted number one show in Vegas, it doesn't say who voted. It doesn't say it was an official vote. It doesn't say anything. It just says voted, meaning someone voted. And a lot of Vegas advertising uh, was of that nature. If you've been to Las Vegas and you see the, uh, the marquees as you're driving down the strip and you go, um, uh, it says... Uh, number one prime rib dinner five years in a row. That's all it says. It doesn't say if there was an actual criteria for it whatsoever. So um, anyway, that's a little story about Deadwood, South Dakota. I thought that I would share with you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and my time there. I'm glad that I got to spend time there. I've got more stories about Deadwood. None of them having to do with uh, actually, um, you know, uh, having a uh, shootout at noon in the street or or a Lily Langtree type, but she's not even from Deadwood. She's from down in Texas. That's from a different story. Uh, none of that, but I got to spend some wonderful time in a legendary, mythical Deadwood, South Dakota. It was a cool town. Great people. Had fun there. It was a long time ago. Okay. Went to Deadwood. Okay. Saw the movie. Got the shirt. Had a good time. All right. Hello, Shale Brenner. Hello, Austin. Hello, Randy. Hello, everybody. All right. Let's talk about the music, Okay. I'm going to start off with this album right here, all right? And here it is. Look at that. Cool album cover. Very cool album cover, all right? And as you can tell, especially you can tell on YouTube, that I've had this album since it came out. It is worn out. And what is the name of this album? The name of this album is Tarkus. Tarkus. And on the front is something weird. It's It's like a tank, only it's an armadillo, both at the same time. Tank Armadillo. All right, Tarkus. It's one of those albums that opens up in the middle. So let's take a look at that. Once again, very cool artwork. And that was a great thing about uh, so many albums from the uh, 60s and 70s and 80s. If the music sucked, uh, the album looked good. And Tarkus was done, <laughs> was done by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. The supergroup Emerson, Lake, and Palmer... Uh, the, um, 
The songs were Eruption, Stone of Years, Iconoclast, Mass, Manticore, Battlefield, Aquatorcus, Side 2, Jeremy Bender, Bitches Crystal, and uh, Are You Ready, Eddie, Anytime, Anyplace, Infinite Space, and The Only Way. Nothing that really jumps out, but one of these guys, uh, and I forget which one, might have been Greg Lake, was originally King Crimson. This became one of the biggest prog rock bands of the 70s. What was prog rock? Pink Floyd is prog rock. Progressive rock. Um, and I didn't realize until I, uh, Moody Blues were uh, progressive rock. And I didn't realize until I looked back how much I loved progressive rock when I was a teenager. So um, if you ever want to listen to something different, if you ever want to listen to something that was very aspirational, if you want to listen to something that was a combination of, uh, um, of classical music, symphonic music, jazz, rock and roll, dig into some prog rock. I mean, really, you know, it's not my thing, it's not my thing. Um, I remember Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols telling me why his band, the Sex Pistols, had become so famous. And um, what he told me was this. He said, well, you got to think about what was going on in England when we came along. He goes, it was all prog rock. It was all Moody Blues and uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer and King Crimson. He goes, and it was very uh, syn synthesizers and melodies and orchestras and all that. And he goes... And how the fuck do like four kids play that in a garage? He said, rock and roll is the people's music. And every once in a while, when it gets too far afield, it just comes back. He goes, and any kids anywhere could get together in a garage and play the Sex Pistols. So rock and roll has always been a poor man's, poor man, poor boy, poor girl type of music. It's something just um, a group of kids could get together in a garage or a backyard and with the cheapest of instruments uh create a music create sound in a way that's how rap came along too and every once in a while it does become so overblown that a bunch of kids can't play it you know they can't play it at someone's prom party or at the high school graduation party and emerson lake and palmer was certainly that type of music but if you want to listen to something that was aspirational if you want to listen to something where you go wow this is born out of the same sort of seed as Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis Presley, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. Give yourself a listen to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. You got a little free time on your hands? Listen to a little Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. So I'm a little torn right now about which album to show you next. Bruce Hepler says, cheers, Big T. Hello, Bruce. Bruce Hepler. Bruce Hepler and I uh, took a trip to New York City one time where he performed at Gotham Comedy Club, and he and I got to stay at the Chelsea Hotel storied, legendary, famous Chelsea Hotel. And because they'd screwed up their res our reservation, they said, well, we can only give you one room, but it's a giant suite. And it was actually a giant, beautiful, ornate suite. And you understand, sometime in the Chelsea, there's like flea bag rooms with a, a toilet down the hall because it was several floors. But on this floor, we got this ornate suite, that entire bedroom, and then like that bedroom off the living room type thing. And it was the very room that Janis Joplin stayed in when she wrote uh, um, uh, Me and Bobby and McGee and so many other great songs. All right, and Bruce and I had a chance to stay there. Hello, Bruce, my good friend. All right, I'm kind of torn as to what show you next. I'm going to show a couple things to Shirley. Shirley, should I? Oh, they already, you know what? They already saw it. They already saw it. Okay. Uh, and I'm just going to show you the front here. It is torn. It is torn. But this is, I used to buy this type of thing. This album was called, I got the whole album. Let me just show you the cover. I know. They go, well, man, the production values of this show's gone down. 
This album was called Superstars of the 70s. And it was a four-album set, set out, uh, put out by Warner Brothers. And it's something that um, the record companies used to do all the time where they would have uh, several artists who had big hits. And even if the artists had moved on to uh, other record labels, they had the right to still uh, put out their past music and they put out these uh, like best of albums. So this was just superstars of the 70s. And here, who is on this album, and here's why I bought it. Okay, it's got the Almond in alphabetical order, all on one four-record set. It's got the Almond Brothers doing One Way Out. Then it's got America doing Horse With No Name. Been through a desert on a horse with no name. It's got the Beach Boys doing Surf's Up. The Bee Gees doing To Love Somebody and Lonely Days. Two huge hits of the Bee Gees before they became disco superstars. Jackson Brown doing Doctor My Eyes. The Birds doing Cowgirl in the Sand. And if you know the song Cowgirl in the Sand, you know that it was actually a, a, a big album-oriented rock hit for Neil Young. But the Birds had done it with Neil Young before he had a big hit with it. Judy Collins doing both sides now, Amazing Grace. If you know this music, you got to admit, this is an incredible album. Uh, Alice Cooper doing Schools Out. Crosby, Stills, and Nash doing Ma uh, Marrakesh Express. Deep Purple doing Hush. Hush, hush, thought I heard. The Doobie Brothers doing Listen to the Music. The Doors doing Light My Fire, Tightrope Ride. The Eagles doing Take It Easy. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer doing Lucky Man. That was one of their big hits. Ooh, what a lucky man he was. Then the faces doing Stay With Me. The faces with uh, their uh, singer became a superstar, Rod Stewart. And then a beautiful, beautiful tune. And by the way, this is the one I would suggest that you uh, pull up on YouTube and listen to at night when you're getting ready to relax. Uh, Roberta Flax, The First Time I Ever Saw Your Face. A stunning piece of work. And then Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway doing Where Is The Love. We go from Emerson Lake and Palmer doing Lucky Man which is a great prog rock song, to Roberta Flagg and Donny Hathaway doing, where is the love you said was mine, all mine? And you think that would be enough, don't you? When you think about one four-record set that's going to have such a wide variety of great music, you would go, man, that was enough for you. But no, here's the backside. There's more. Okay, who we got here? Wow. Aretha Franklin, you make me feel like a natural woman, or natural, if you pronounce it like that. And then right after Aretha, the Grateful Dead doing trucking, the Guess Who doing American Woman in These Eyes, These Eyes, da 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 da, boom, boom. Uh, the Guess Who doing, uh, yeah, I already got that, JoJo Gunn, an offshoot of the band Spirit, a band we've talked about on this show before, JoJo Gunn doing Run, 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 which is a great tune, Arlo Guthrie doing City of New Orleans, the great Steve Goodman tune, Jimi Hendrix doing Foxy Lady of Purple Haze, Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit, the Kinks doing Lola. I'm not dumb, but I don't understand why she walked like a woman and talked like a man. Lola. And right after that, Led Zeppelin doing a whole lot of love. Keep in mind, this is all in one box set. Um, but then a Gordon Lightfoot doing If You Could Read My Mind. Joni Mitchell doing Big Yellow Taxi in Woodstock. Van Morrison, Domino, Graham Nash, Chicago. Randy Newman, Sail Away. Man, if you don't know Randy Newman's music, check him out. Randy Newman, one of the great singer-songwriters of our time. Wilson Pickett, the wicked Mr. Pickett, doing In the Midnight Hour. Otis Redding, sitting on a dock in a bay, which became a huge hit for Otis. 
half posthumously, he had already uh, uh, died in a plane crash when he had that massive hit. Only 27 years old. The Rolling Stones doing happy and tumbling dice. Todd Rundgren going, we got to get you a woman. Seals and Croft doing Summer Breeze. Back when those duos were so pro- uh, uh, popular. Um, Carly Simon, Anticipation. Great, great love song. Stephen Stills, love the one you're with. Um, Carly Simon was anticipating, and Stephen Stills said, well, you know, love the one you're with. Uh, and James Taylor doing Fire and Rain, and Yes doing Roundabout. All of those songs on one four-record album. Is it any wonder that I grabbed it when I was younger? Because it was better than any playlist any rock station was putting together at the time. Now, I don't know. I don't know if you can actually pull this up on YouTube. We're going to find out. But the name of the album was Superstars of the 70s, four album set on Warner Brothers. And it had every song on it was a winner. Every song on it was a hit. Every song on it seemed like, wow, I just switched entirely from one radio station to another. And uh, it was one of the most fun records I ever bought. So uh, you should check it out. But if you, do, if you aren't familiar with, for instance, Roberta Flack, please become familiar with Roberta Flack. If you're not familiar with, oh, let's say, uh, JoJo Gunn, uh, YouTube JoJo Gunn, you get a real kick out of them. Uh, so many of the people I mentioned here, if you're of a certain age, you know the names uh, well and you know the songs. But uh, Seals and Crofts, uh, YouTube them again. So much great fun music that was done in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, on and on. And uh, a lot of it from the 60s and 70s, well, the 70s, that is the uh, title of the album, Superstar of the 70s, right there. Okay, so that is, uh, um, that is a lot to talk about. Uh, Trey Goodman, my good friend, uh, director extraordinaire Trey Goodman, says, ELP, baby, good stuff. You're darn tootin'. You're darn tootin'. So I've prattled now on and on and on about uh, music. I showed you a T-shirt that I won in Deadwood, South Dakota. Um, and we've almost come to the end of the half hour. I will uh, entertain. And, oh, by the way, we're compiling a list. Here's something. Of uh, the 10 coolest people in America, living or dead. Okay, And you get to contribute to that. So far on that list are... Miles Davis, my pick for number one. Keith Richards, my pick for number two, or number one, if you're going to say it since Miles is gone. Keith Richards, Miles Davis, Frank Sinatra, those three are definitely in. Coolest people in America ever. All right? So I want you to think about that because we're going to talk about that more in depth tomorrow on the Friday show, the 10 coolest people ever. Um... I'll let you challenge those three, Miles Davis, Keith Richards, and Frank Sinatra. But I will just tell you this. If you challenge whether Miles Davis, Keith Richards, or Frank Sinatra are cool, that's not cool, man. That's not cool at all. (laughs) All right. Listen, if I gave you any ideas, uh, we got to look at old things with with new eyes. Okay, the country may be opening up again. The country may not be opening up again. Parts of the country are. Parts of the country aren't. But it's still going to be a a kind of a different day-to-day existence for the next few months at least from what we had been uh, experiencing before. And for a lot of us, it's going to have to be looking at something old in a new way. Ah, good. We got here. Here's one, Cheryl. Right here from Jerry Visick, my brother. He nominates to be on the list of the 10 coolest people that ever lived. An actor. And what, who might that actor be? 
Who might the heck? James Dean. James Dean. All I do is flip my collar up and she got it. James Dean. So James Dean, I you cannot be absolutely right. Can't be challenged. James Dean, and coolest people in America, living or dead. James Dean is on the list. Okay, I think it's kind of sad that so far only one uh, a lot living person is. We're putting the list together. There are uh, what five more slots. So I want you to think about it for tomorrow. Um, you're gonna have to look at old things with new eyes. A lot of the stuff around your house. A lot of things. You know, go back and read books that you loved in the past that have now gathered dust on a shelf. All right. Listen to uh, records or cassettes or DVD or, or CDs that you haven't listened to in 10, 20, 30 years. All right. Look around. You've got so much around you that could still start a bright, burning, uh, uh, good, safe, warm fire inside your soul. All right. You just got to look and you just got to see because it is there for you and me. All right. I got to wrap up. I got to wrap up. I am teaching a workshop tonight at 6 p.m. If you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, if you're bored and you're looking for something to do. Uh, and by the way, I think one of the things that will be born out of this particular time in our history is uh, stand-up comics that are even better than they were before. And people learning stand-up comedy in a better way than they had before because they have to be so crystal clear and sharp and that they're initially learning how to reach people through social media instead of uh, in some small uh, bar that's not designed for stand-up comedy. Uh, if you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, check out our websites, comedyschools.com and comedyschoolsradionetwork.com, where you can read about what we do and sign up for one of our beginning or advanced comedy workshops. Message me at Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H. I'd be glad to talk with you and tell you all about it and help you make a decision. Uh, we also offer one-on-one -on -one training. So uh, you want to check that out. But what you want to check out and what you want to do, Sunday night, you've got 10 bucks. You've got 10 bucks. All right? Go on my page here, Tony Visick, and find where I'm advertising this Sunday night show. Tony Visick pre presents Sunday Night's Funnier with Jim Perry, Kev the All-Star, Robert Morgan, and Bob Rocky. And buy a ticket and watch this show Sunday, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. You'll be helping support these comics. You'll also be helping to raise money for local food banks right here in Arizona. I know you're going, well, I don't live in Arizona. All right. You know, once we're done raising money for food banks in Arizona, we'll raise money for food banks in your state. But we're raising money to help people keep people fed, raising money to help keep people getting paid. That was a hard sentence for me to get out. I, I stumbled through that one. Sometimes I talk so fast that I just trip over my own words. All right, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. We're wrapping it up for today. I love each and every one of you. Kelly Wilson, hello, buddy. Uh, Kevin Brown, uh, good to see you. Uh, Jason uh, Zykowitz, I hope I pronounced that right. Thank you for watching. Thank you all for watching. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals. They can find us on YouTube, on Comedy School's channel. Uh, they can find all of these downloaded uh, to listen to on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, and we're on Facebook Live. Start a watch party. Let's make it a party, all right? Until 2 p.m. tomorrow, Mountain Standard Time, my name's Tony Vizic, and your name is whatever you want it to be. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>